everyone, and welcome back to the Gelman Report. I'm your host, Ellie Gelman, and in today's episode, we are going to be doing the Week 3 review of the league, my personal fantasy football league. We have a lot to do this episode, a lot of matchups. We even have some breaking news. Uh, so let's not waste any more time, and let's get right into the episode. So let's just get right into the breaking news. We have our first trade of the season. So when I saw this trade, it came uh, it came as a surprise to me because usually in our league, we don't have trades so early. This is only the beginning of week four, the end, end of week three. Um, but yeah, we have our trade. So as you can see right here, the, the trade we have is between uh, 12 gauge, um, now his name Saquon's ACL, and my tiny digs, which he's gonna also have to change his name because he has traded away uh, Stefan Diggs and Todd Gurley and has gotten back Adam Thielen and Mark Ingram. So when this trade went down, there was a lot of um, there was an explosion in our group chat. Um, is this trade worth it? Is was it oh, an unfair trade? And my honest opinion is that this trade I think is pretty even. Uh, Johnny's team, my tiny digs, they. Um, he wanted to get rid of Todd Gurley. I told you, you don't want Todd Gurley on your team. Um, and he needed extra wide receivers. So he got Adam Thielen. And on the other side, with uh, 12 gauge, he had already had a wide receiver one in Tyler Lockett and was not playing Mark Ingram and was able to get a running back, a solid running back too in Todd Gurley. Um, so I think it's pretty even. I think Todd Gurley is better than Mark Ingram. And I think Adam Thielen is better than Stephon Diggs. So I think a completely equal trade here, nothing too exciting, but pretty, pretty cool that our first trade comes this early in the season. So let's now go on to the first matchup. And the first matchup we have here is Johnson, um, is Team Johnson, uh, um, uh, led by Jake Teller and My Tiny Digs, uh, led by Johnny Katz. So of course, Johnny Katz just made that big trade. Um, and so, yeah, this game was pretty close, only a seven-point win for Jake's team. And he, again, was led by Josh Allen, Nick Chubb. Um, and it's surprising that Jake won, actually. Two of his, or his actually his first two round picks were injured in Michael Thomas and Julio Jones. Um, and Corlin Sutton, another one of his uh, early picks tore, his, picks, tore his ACL. So that... Um, it looked really bad for Jake, but he was able to get out with the W with Nick Chubb um, leading the way with Josh Allen. But injuries still coming. Chris Carson might miss two or three weeks with that knee sprain. But overall, now Jake um, is at two and one. And Johnny getting the loss, uh, falling to one and two, fifth in the league. Uh, Deshaun Watson had an okay game. Zeke Elliott also. Miles Sanders. No one really had a crazy, crazy game. Um, and we're going to be talking about Darren Waller later on. The only really positive Johnny's team was these this Colts D. They had 27 points. They had two pick sixes, three interceptions. They had a crazy, crazy game, uh, and that helped Johnny a lot. But not enough to help. To not enough to uh, win. So Jay coming out with the win. Nothing too crazy in the first matchup, but 
then the matchups we're going to go over later on are definitely much more exciting. Um, yeah, the next matchup we have is hashtag underperformers versus Saquon's ACL. So again, we are talking about the other team that made it in this trade. And let's start off with uh, underperformers team. Again, we're going to be talking about Patrick Mahomes later in the episode, but this team, this team totally went off. He had 40 from Patrick Mahomes, 31 from Alvin Kamara, 20 points from Austin Eckler, a solid uh, game from his wide receivers. Hayden Hurst had a, a good game. Thank God he was up so much that he did not have to rely on Marquise Brown on Monday Night Football, or that might have not ended well for him. Falcons Z with only two points, of not very disappointing, but... These those first five or six players on Jeremy's team really really carried him to this win, and then we sadly go to Saquon's ACL. And I understand this team has been plagued plagued with injuries. Uh, Saquon going out, uh, Mark Ingram not really he's not injured, but he's not really panning out to what he was drafted as. And so Robert kind of went for the boomer bust with Garner Minshew in. LaVisca Chenault with that stack, and that totally went bust, um, combining for less than 13 points. So that was a major L on Robert's part. And then Josh Jacobs with only 6 points. Adam Thielen with only 9. He did get Tyler Lockett with the 28 points, which is a major, major positive. But everyone on his team basically scored under 10 points besides the defense, and that really killed Robert. Uh, but hopefully with this trade, Robert's team will be doing much better in the future as he is now 1-2 and and, and is in, in, and is in 7th place. Um, so yeah, let's go on to the next matchup we have here. And this is CD's Nuts. I've had a, a great, great team name versus Cup of Joe. So again, this matchup was... It was pretty good. It doesn't look so close. It was a 24-point win, but it was closer than it actually was. Um, of course, Ariel had great games from Russell Wilson, um, James Conner, Tyreek Hill. Uh, Calvin Ridley had an okay game, but it was really all up to James Conner and Russell Wilson. And along with, because of, Ariel got the win because of Jacob's team really underperforming. Uh, Joshua Kelly had a terrible game. So did Joe Mixon, Amari Cooper, Terry McLaurin, Marquise Valdez-Scantling. We're also going to talk about it later in, in the episode. Mark Andrews, Keenan Allen. Uh, Keenan Allen actually had a pretty good game, but everyone else really had a terrible, terrible game, and that really uh, killed Jacob going um, into this week. And so he was not able to get the win. CD's Nuts coming out with the win on a two-game win streak after losing to me in the first week of the uh, season, but on a two-game win streak, is now second in the league, and yeah, so, uh, and a lot, also Jacob is two and one in the league, um, both are in the playoffs as of right now, so a pretty close matchup, doesn't look so close in the final score, but was closer than it actually seemed, and then we go to the last matchup of the week, which is, of course, unbiasedly my matchup and again I won it this is a 20 point game but it was not as close as it seemed let's first go over Abe's team first Abe started off extremely extremely strong with the James Robinson and Devontae Parker on Thursday Night Football combining for 31 points which was really really good and put him ahead 31 points coming into Sunday and then at one point on Sunday I was down by around I think 
40 points and it was not looking good for me. I was projected to lose big time. Um, and this was even in the 325 spot. I was projected to lose big time. Um, but I was getting really nervous. But then Derek Kearney had a couple of touchdowns. Mike Evans had a couple of touchdowns. Cooper Cup had a touchdown. DK Metcalf had a touchdown. Don't even get me started with what happened there. He should have had two touchdowns. But another solid performance from DK Metcalf. Jonathan Taylor had a touchdown. My 49ers defense, my pickup right before the game, really played out well. So I was able to get ahead going into the Monday night football game. And this happens with every single every single game. Whenever I'm up, I was up by 10 going into Sunday night, and I always feel a little nervous because, like we saw this week, Steven Gostowski, kicker for the Tennessee Titans, had 25 points. That's a league winner. That's a, that's a game winner type of performance fantasy-wise. And so I was th- I was nervous that Harrison Butker was going to have that type of performance because the Ravens' defense is extremely good. They're, they were going to get stopped a lot around that 40-35 yard line, and they would bring in the kicking unit, and Harrison Butker would uh, get all those kicks. And I had Lamar Jackson, and I was feeling confident in him, but he did not play so well. He only had 13.3 points, 10 points under his projection. But thank God Harrison Butker did not have such a good game. I was able to, and Lamar didn't have such a good game either, but I was able to get past um, that terrible performance by Lamar, and I was able to get the dub. Starting off the season 3-0, and and I am in first place of the uh, first place of the league. Abe falls to 0-3. Um, his last in the league is three games behind first place. Um, maybe he's going to have to make a trade. His team did not play well. He was plagued by some injuries. Dallas Goddard played less than a half of football. Melvin Gordon looks like he's playing like he's injured, has not been playing well. Um, Chris Godwin, uh, hamstring injury, not playing very well. Um, and yeah, so Abe, you might have to do what Johnny and Robert did, and you might have to make a trade. Um, and so yeah, that is the last matchup, but... Before we end, I'm going to be adding a new, I guess you could say, segment to these episodes. We, for every single week, we are going to be doing a stud of the week and a dud of the week. I'm going to be looking through every single matchup, picking one player that was a a game winner, um, MVP type performance, and then looking at uh, the stud of the week who played extremely, extremely terrible. So let's start with the stud of the week, and this comes from... My Tiny Digs, and it is, of course, Darren Waller, tight end for the Las Vegas Raiders. So when going through all of these, uh, there was a lot I could choose from. Marquis Valding-Scantling, who had a half a point. Uh, Melvin Gordon, who only had who had less than four points. But Darren Waller, who is a top three tight end fantasy-wise, and had two receptions for nine yards against the Patriots defense. Bill Belichick totally locked him up. Um, and that, and he's he's the stud, especially because if he had a, a better game, Johnny would have won. If he maybe if he just had ten more points, and eleven points is not so crazy for Dan Waller. If he only had ten more points, then Johnny would have won that week and would have been two and one instead of one and two right now. So the stud of the week goes to Dan Waller, and then finally the. Oh, no, that dud of the week goes to Darren Waller, excuse me. And then finally, the stud of the week goes to Patrick Mahomes, quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, with basically 40 points, 39.6 points, and really helped Jeremy win this game. At the half, Patrick Mahomes had 27 points, and 
which was absurd to me, in a half, and then added another basically 14 points in the second half. Patrick Holmes, the QB one of the week, and the QB, oh, and just the top fancy player of the week. So a king performance for Patrick Mahomes and a crazy, crazy win for Jeremy finally getting in that win column. And so now let's just go over these standings before we end the episode. At the top, you have Fresh Prince of Hilaire, a 3-0 record, no games behind. Then CD's Nuts, one game behind with a record of 2-1. and Then 2-1 and with Johnson, 2-1 with Cup of Joe. And then there is a three-way tie for fifth place with Martani Diggs, Underperformers, and Saquon ACL. And then all the way at the bottom, we have Chicago Bihars with a record of 0-3. So, standings looking pretty good. Has been a very, very strong start for the season for me and for everyone re- everyone else on um, in the league. And yeah, that is the end of the episode. Thank you guys so much for watching. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow me on Twitter, at The Gelman Report. Follow the podcast on Apple Music, on Apple Podcasts, and on Spotify. Um, Yeah, that would just mean a lot and help the channel out a lot. So, yeah, that is the end of the episode. Thank you guys so much for watching or listening, depending on what platform you are on, and goodbye.